Nasdaq ending the week at 13,241 points, made for an upturn of 204% for Nasdaq last week. And Dow Jones did almost uh, as good, up 202% for Dow Jones. We are heading into week 23. You are listening to the StockInvest.us podcast, Trading Tips with Jim. And in this week's podcast, which will be a bridge between the old podcast series and the new podcast series that will be coming, I will for the very first time reveal more information and a few peeks into the trading boot which I'm currently building. Anyway, we have to look uh, a little bit about last week, a little bit of what we think will happen this week before going to the trading boot itself. It was uh, particularly the end of last week that made for the greens in the market. And again, it was uh, reaching uh, the signing of debt ceiling and all these things pushed markets up. A few other numbers came in. It was job numbers came in a little bit stronger than expected uh, and the sentiment were very good. But as I told you, in a current situation like we are, Nasdaq may move all the way up to 14,000. Uh, it's just how it is. But if we look at the buy and sell signals, we can clearly see that Nasdaq, for instance, moved from 24% buy signals last week up to 39 and is now in a very overbought territory. Here usually two things happen. First off, you will have increased volatility, meaning even bigger swings uh, per day or intraday. And uh, it will either just skyrocket upwards or it will go for a brutal fall. There is nothing in these numbers showing that there will be a quiet, just steady week in either direction. It should be volatile and it can very easily go, go, go uh, both ways. And as I told you personally, uh, when markets are like this, I do my trading a little bit uh, different. I stay a little uh, restrictive, a little passive not going too high exposure, even though last week we added yet another stock to the uh, trading portfolio. The reason back then was that it was a fair chance that the market could go up and Foot Locker, which was the ticker that was added, was one of these which I thought could do very well. I got Foot Locker uh, last Monday, but during the week it didn't move much, but now it really shows all the signs to move uh, start moving. We will see how Footlocker will do and we will get back to that in the end of the podcast when we check the trading tips. Anyway, the new week is here. I already said that uh, Nasdaq shows all the signs of being overbought. Well, what are the things that can drive market in all sort of direction? Now the debt ceiling uh, is over, it's finalized, it's signed and there is no more uh, incentives coming from that part, either good or bad. We know the deal, we know the content of the debt ceiling and uh, when that is done other things has to drive the market. But I will uh, 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 I want you to pay attention to one thing. So the debt ceiling, yes it's a good thing uh, indeed for the economy because it means that money can just be pushed into the market at the same pace like it was before. Very expensive budgets in the US, uh, throwing tons of money into different things. New uh, Green Deal is uh, one of these things. 
and now they can continue because there is no debt ceiling. So money will continue to pour into different sectors, which uh, Biden and his administration is focusing on. But this debt ceiling is not like uh, it will come for free, uh, because US will have uh, to push up bonds. So this is the next things that next thing that will come. US will offer tons uh, of bonds in the market with some having very, very good yield. And what will happen is that money will flow up from the stock market into the secure bonds. And I think this can hit the market very hard, maybe starting already this week. We will see. But money was already on the way out of the stock market. We had a fabulous upturn since January. I think the market says, uh, I believe the Nasdaq is up some almost 27% since New Year. And uh, Dow Jones done uh, quite uh, well as okay. But during all this time, money has steadily been going out of the market and not into the market. The reason the prices are going up, stock prices are going up, is because people are reluctant to sell. They hold on to their shares, believing a strong upturn will come. And uh, the demand has been bigger than the supply, which is the common rule of marketing. And then you just uh, push stock prices upwards. Some stocks have had very, very uh, slow growth, building tons of accumulated support below, while some had a wild ride upwards and that bruise for a heavy fall. One of these stocks is, of course, uh, Nivida, which was the trading tip of week 16. Now it hit uh, high, starting to show tendencies of falling back, and you should be aware that uh, given right circumstances stocks that just move 25% in a single day, uh, they can easily fall back half the way. Usually we use uh, Fibonacci trying to determine the retracement levels, and in that case it should be some 66% from that uh, strong gap, uh, where it will go back and find uh, the support. So if the gain was just, let's say the gain was um, uh, $60 uh, in a single day, so usually then it should fall back maybe as much as $40 before finding Next bottom and continue upwards. will be very interesting to follow in Nibida and see if that will happen. But I just warn you, these are the things typical, typical, typical for the market. You just need that bad sentiment. Now everyone seems to be happy about the stock market, about future, about possibilities. But there are a lot of things behind the scenes that suddenly will catch media attention, suddenly will come uh, up uh, into the news. And as I just told you, the main money, the big money, they are moving away from the stock market. Some are finding the way into gold, some are finding the way into bonds where you get a certain uh, dividend uh, interest rate for your investment. Personally, I'm also doing somewhat the same, uh, diversifying a little bit. Anyway, uh, stock market is stock market and stock market may very well just go on an explosive rant. You never know, but there has to be some sort of liquidity pushing up. So the big uh, thing this week uh, is not that ceiling, as I said, that part is done. Uh, again, there is more focus on job numbers. And I've been mentioning and keep mentioning these job numbers. And so far I've been wrong because I'm saying that uh, I believe, I, I think it was already from November that you would see an increase in unemployment rate. 
it is slight it was down at 3.4 or 3.5 percent uh, now it's up at 3.7 but everything been going slow now uh, i like to watch all sort of news i read all sort of articles uh, anything from bloomberg whatever i find on financing i usually uh, skim through everything some uh, one advice i always given you try to stay ahead on uh, the news even just reading headlines is some good because it builds up a general picture but i like to dive into good articles i follow good people on uh, youtube uh, wherever it is on social media that in my opinion uh, have uh, solid fundaments for the things they say and all of them say the same thing they cannot understand what is going on because every major uh, trend lines shows that uh, we are in the recession uh, but the, the job numbers, etc., uh, etc., et they keep coming out more positive, positive than uh, ever. Now, uh, over the last, let's say, five years, the word conspiracy theories has been very, very high up on the agenda. It's been abused to the utter end in any possible case. Either it was COVID or it was the Hunter Biden story or whatever it was. This word has been abused endlessly. And it might sound like a conspiracy theory when uh, some now say that maybe, maybe uh, the job numbers are not correct. That there is more behind the job numbers than what we see. Intentional, not intentional, you never know, uh, but uh, there are some speculation. One of the reasons why this is speculation is, for instance, they said that uh, the wage ratios uh, was 4.5%, that people actually gained 4.5% uh, on their wages, but later they revised it after pushing it uh, for a super long time. Uh, they uh, revised it to be negative, to be zero, uh, minus 0.05%. So how can they get that number that wrong, that insane uh, important number so wrong? Because the, uh, there has not been uh, growth in the wages, uh, as they said. It's actually declined. And when we dive even deeper into the numbers, that we see that more people now have to do two jobs to keep up with the pace of inflation, which we already know is not going anywhere uh, soon. On top of this, it's a little bit about how they measure uh, unemployment numbers. Uh, so it's an interesting topic. And uh, I'm not sure, but I think it may be as much as 11 times on the row. The market has been wrong in general. The experts, when they say that they, they every week, they say that, or every month, they say that we believe the job numbers will come in at this, they have come in lower. I love uh, statistics, uh, analytics, anything about it, and these things, they do simply not uh, occur. If they occur, there are uh, a special reason to it, like uh, numbers in general usually doesn't lie, so why has the experts got this wrong 11 weeks uh, in uh, total? It's uh, unheard of even 11 months uh, in the row actually not 11 weeks but 11 months they got the work numbers wrong so who is right who is wrong is the bias too negative is that the point are we too negative about the economy is everything much better than we think uh, or is it not anyway i think uh, we will have much more things coming up uh, ahead 
uh, in terms of uh, economic numbers. Usually, usually uh, you as a private person, you can just judge your own economy because that can give you an indication how it is in general. So if your friends are saying that now, well, we are starting to save on subscriptions on different things because the, in, uh, the inflation has been so high, the food prices are now so high that we actually have to cut. We don't go to restaurants three uh, times per month anymore, we are done two times. If your friends and you feel the same thing, it is a key indicator of what is really going on. Anyway, uh, if numbers are correct, absolutely nothing is better. Absolutely nothing is better, but there seems to be a discrepancy here in these numbers. And it's job numbers again, uh, which will be some of the things to follow. Now, with the strong job numbers, Fed has no other option than in keep increasing the interest rates. I read somewhere that it's not expected to be any increase the next two weeks, uh, but that they will continue. And this is in line with everything I said uh, earlier, that the in rate uh, increase of interest rates will have to come. There uh, is not uh, only because uh, job numbers uh, are so strong that the economy, at least on the paper, is so strong. Uh, the inflation is not going anywhere, but the inflation is not only driven by uh, by the, the the unemployment rate, etc., the strong uh, uh, economy is very, very much driven by energy prices. And uh, we always follow oil in this uh, podcast simply because I invested quite heavily into oil stocks when it was $20 and told you to do so uh, as well. And it has been a fantastic journey ever since. Oil was up at 120. I rebalanced my portfolio a little bit, but I still keep strong uh, into oil. I believe oil will continue upwards. And this week, uh, oil went up $1 to 74. It was down at 66, 65 somewhere. And you know that I have Chevron in my portfolio. I heard it Chevron somewhat. But now Chevron is again on an upturn. I think there is a good, strong upside in oil stocks. Some of the reason for this is that OPEC Plus is again cutting uh, demand. Uh, and uh, so the, the, the supply cutting by a million or 1.3 million barrels per day. And these things are slowly starting to get into effect. I think that these things will cause oil again to push upwards. And if for sure the economy is as strong as every uh, number published suggests, uh, then oil for sure uh, will push higher. I have more reasons to believe oil will push higher and sadly I have warned you over and over again in this podcast, I warned you long before the Ukraine war started that it would start, that would be the conflict, the next one would be Taiwan and I said that I believe Taiwan would come within the first quarter of 20, sorry, first half year of 2023, hasn't happened yet, we are uh, heading into the second uh, half of the year. But if you follow the news, you can see the tension around China is really increasing at strong speed. Uh, last week uh, was uh, again uh, incident. It's been several incidents uh, over the last few weeks, and even more so when China says that they want do not want to uh, have uh, top uh, level military talks with U.S. It's bad, bad signals. 
And on top of this, we have uh, the Ukraine war not going anywhere. We see that the NATO general uh, Jens Stoltenberg, he don't argue for peace, he argues for more weapon, uh, now uh, urging more F-16s in to Ukraine. And Ukraine is not moving forward on the battlefield, which means that we are stuck in the same scenario, which means that at any time any of these two conflicts, uh, the Ukraine conflicts, can escalate to something out of control or China can brew up uh, to control. If these things happen, oil should uh, go very hard. We know that the US uh, uh, drained their inventories uh, uh, more than a year ago, trying to keep inflation and gasoline prices down, energy prices down. Uh, they drained uh, their supply. They have to refill their stock. Uh, and they wanted to do that below $70, but so far, as I said, oil is staying at $74. So, with no uh, depth thing last week, I said that we, we are at that crossroad now, and I think that there is a higher chance that there will be more negative than positive news coming into the market. I like to look... Uh, further ahead, what is happening further ahead as a small warning trying to give you a picture about the long run. So we know that US election is coming up uh, next year. It's already starting uh, showing up in the media now, but we also know the huge uh, divide uh, which has been uh, and still is in the US population. And knowing that uh, now the Russian uh, collusion was just a hoax among uh, so many other things, I don't think that uh, dividement will pass anytime soon. I think it, I believe it is strong within the population. And you might be a Democrat, you might be a Republican. And if you're a Democrat, you uh, might want to quit listening to this podcast simply because I say that uh, I... Uh, think that 2024 election can be a real tough one. It's simply because now they use all the books, uh, tricks in the books they have to prevent uh, Trump from uh, gaining back office and they will uh, speed up. We've already seen all uh, the collusion that is going on with the, the Fed, uh, uh, the F sorry, the FBI, etc. Uh, how they were suppressing social media and things. And these things are very, very scary indeed. That thing can also suddenly get a little out of hand, not maybe this year, but into 2024 when election and people's emotions are going up. And it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat if we talk about the stock market because you're here to make money. And that is what this podcast is about trying to help you reduce your losses, increase your gains. And if we get into a very, very ugly fight uh, uh, for next election, which usually they are ugly, but I mean really ugly, where we can see uh, riots in the population uh, simply because of abuse of power. And uh, you just have, I mean, you just have to admit to yourself if you Bother to read more news than one side. Don't be so biased. Only read one uh, news outlet, but read all of them trying to get the depth of things. There is a high possibility. So 
we are in a situation where we have wars uh, still brewing, uh, the, the China conflict, I mean, we have the Ukraine not being solved, we have a huge US uh, election coming up, we have economic numbers which are into disaster. Here you have to play uh, your cards safely, in my opinion. The question is, will it just be a fantastic run? Will we go back to 16,000 or will we have a drop before we can find uh, the final bottom? To be honest, I'm not sure because I've seen everything uh, in the market. I just prepare you uh, to be aware of this possibility that we are heading into tons of negative news. The most exciting thing to me is that the stock market has already anticipated a lot of the things ahead. It's accumulated into the price. The question is just how much of bad news is already discounted into the price. We know that the quarter results earning are coming in below expectation and these expectations have even been lowered from before. So it's not like uh, we can compare back to two years ago because now the expectations for the quarter results has been lowered, but they come in even lower. Reminding me, I think it's GM, uh, sorry, GME, uh, GameStop uh, on Wednesday for those following uh, that sort of meme stock. Should be an interesting one, interesting moves before, during and after quarter results on Wednesdays for uh, GameStop. These things are brewing in this kind of market uh, where things can go both ways. I just play it a bit uh, safely. Trying to understand where the week will go. That was the long lines, uh, the things that you can expect uh, upwards and how to uh, move uh, within it. It's just if you expect inflation to continue upwards, you do want to have part of your portfolio into inflation resistance. Uh, it is just how it is. And if a company you invest in is extremely uh, reliant on goods from China, for instance, you should follow and see how they deal with things. Take Apple as a case. Apple have uh, clearly understood the risk uh, of being in China, moving a lot of their production to India, because at any given point that conflict can escalate to somewhere where we get into uh, trade related issues uh, blockage all sort of things can happen and in that case if your company is too highly invested into that sort of uh, market getting their uh, goods for instance from china you can be uh, in a bad run for some time just a, a warning and just uh, trying to give you the big picture there. Following the signals, I already said that uh, Nasdaq was up at 39% uh, buy signals this week. The highest ever in this portfolio serial on the fourth season now was 47 when Nasdaq was at 47% buy signals. I told you this will be hammock and hell and it really became hammock and hell. 39 means that it still can go up. It can easily go up to 45 so we can have a green week. By all means, I'm just saying that now, again, we are getting into what is overbought ter uh, territory and usually will have a few weeks downturn afterwards. Overall, among all the stocks we analyzed we can, in the world, we can see that uh, last week was a good week indeed. They went up from 25 to 33% buy signals. Going to New York Stock Exchange, 38 also very high. Very seldom to see New York Stock Exchange that high. 
if I remember correctly, uh, the highest I ever seen was 44% before uh, having a total meltdown. Uh, and now we are back. Now we are talking back to the good uh, old days when Nasdaq was up at 16,000. And I said to you, now I'm selling out most of my portfolio, reduced it all the way down to 30% because everything was way, way, way too high back then. London uh, slightly increased as well from 19 to 26, Tokyo up from 32 to 37, while chess in China is the only one struggling a little bit at 23. All these numbers indicate that it can be a good week. And this is the thing when everyone is positive, you can just continue that positive thing. It is like, as always say, it's like a party. As long as the party is going on, everything is brewing. And when you think it's hitting the peak, it can go even a little further. But suddenly air is out of balloon. The party is over. I think it's just a matter of time before we will have a small party break. Hopefully I'm wrong that we will see everything continue offers. I have my fair share uh, of stocks. Uh, and of course, green is always much better than Red. Now let's focus a little bit uh, on the trading tip uh, portfolio before we will uh, end, where I will show you my trading boot uh, at the very end of the podcast. Now we have been following this trading uh, tips portfolio for uh, this one. I think it's two years we've been following. Last year was an extremely good start of this year. Not as good, uh, but still we are in plenty, plenty of profit. And if you remember from last week, I had... Chevron, uh, Northrop, uh, and Sumerica, and Pitts. These were the four stocks that I had in the portfolio. And I said last week that I think it can be easily a red week, it can be a green week. But I found out that Foot Locker was uh, looking so oversold. And as I told you, now we are back maybe five, uh, five, six, seven podcasts ago. I told you that this now is that typical climber where you want to buy oversold stocks, stocks that are really hammered, but has support below. And uh, I found last week Foot Locker to be one. That was how we picked Pinterest, by the way. Uh, and Nevada before that uh, also showed uh, the sign of being slightly oversold and had uh, very little resistance above. And I told you that can just give an insane author. Last week, uh, I added Foot Locker uh, to the trading tips portfolio. I was able to get Foot Locker at $25.77 uh, on, uh, on the Monday. It was not the lowest uh, at all. It was lower than that. But I was somewhat happy. Foot Locker didn't manage to do much during the week. I only managed to get 0.47% on the Foot Locker. But as we speak, it looks really good. And I think that you should have a look at Footlocker, watch, uh, check out the charts uh, and see how it looks. It's one of these that can go very well. Sumerica, which we bought last year as a penny stock that uh, can go because I've done so many trades in Sumerica and returned so insane profits in that uh, company, has not yielded. We had it in the portfolio, we're getting into 40 weeks plus uh, whatever it is. And it's sitting at loss. It was uh, in good greens 20-30% for a little time. Now it's back in uh, negative again. Uh, but uh, I'm patient as I told you that when I bought the stock. This is the one stock that I will buy without uh, stop loss. 
uh, I want to keep it because when it runs, uh, it will be too late to get it. So far, I've been very off with that because it's just been a slow, slow ride. But they are in the pet industry, and when the recession hit, uh, pets uh, is the last to suffer. You will cut many, many things on your budget before you start cutting the health of your pet. And Somerica is one of these companies. Northrop, uh, I told you also last week that I think the week will be very volatile and I will not be surprised if uh, any of the stocks will be cut uh, by uh, stop loss and uh, after getting dividend in Northrop, I got dividend last Friday, uh, almost $2 dividend in uh, Northrop. Sadly, Northrop was uh, cut in uh, the portfolio had a fall down to I think it was 439 uh, and was sold with 5% stop loss so the trade in Northrop which was initiated in week 17 was a long time in a good plus then uh, started to fall uh, sell is oh, doesn't mean I think Northrop is a very good uh, investment uh, but with the $2 uh, added to portfolio, the actual loss uh, of the stock was 4.14%. Not drop out of the portfolio uh, after we accepted. Chevron had a few dollars upturn last week, but currently also Chevron is sitting with a slight loss uh, in the portfolio. But also Chevron paid out dividend, uh, and as I told you back then, I wanted to be in some solid stocks that could handle a uh, very volatile market. But Chevron is still in the portfolio and I believe Chevron is to deliver more good. Then uh, in week 20 I added Pinterest to the portfolio. I said it was clearly oversold on relative stinked index and this stock may have a huge upturn coming. And it was very very good uh, idea to buy Pinterest, bought it at 21.45, it went up to $25 or something. And then it was sadly cut by stop loss in my portfolio uh, at 23.78 giving 10.86% profit so currently the uh, trading tip portfolio sits with Submedica, chevron uh, and footlocker pinterest is out and northrop is out only three stocks left in the trading tip portfolio and during this week i will not add any more stocks i saw uh, earlier this morning going through a lot of stocks i saw uh, quite many nice uh, stocks that should have a high potential uh, upturn again i uh, advise you if uh, finding stocks look for those who are oversold on relative strength and it's such an easy uh, tool to use find make sure that they have good good support below accumulated volume from uh, previous trades uh, because if markets go down, uh, these shouldn't fall too hard. And they have that strong, strong potential upside. We are already at 31 minutes and I will end uh, this podcast uh, showing you, uh, for those who watch the YouTube version, uh, I will show you uh, my training boot. Uh, but before that, uh, 
let's let us just uh, remind why uh, and what is my incentive for building the train as i told you uh, who follows the podcast i uh, do not want to sit and day trade every single time i did that for a long long time uh, and uh, it is extremely emotional i don't have time for it because i'm building businesses on the side uh, and i cannot sit all day all evening uh, trading stocks uh, I, I don't simply have the the will to do it uh, it has to be some sort of pleasure uh, i want to do many other things as you know i do metal detecting when i have the chance uh, I go to the gym uh, in the evenings. I want to do different things than just sitting st- stuck watching uh, stock markets and especially US stock markets uh, is the best markets in my opinion for trading. So all along I've been uh, wanting to do the same thing. I wanted to build a trading booth, been doing that uh, and had some successful attempts. Then I had to revert my strategy, uh, more or less technical things. But again, I am back on the track. And I opened the podcast saying that we are in a bridge from old type of podcast to the new podcast. As I told you, I think now is the time for more aggressive trading. I gave you all the reasons why uh, and said that uh, from second half of 2023, I think it again. And I already started, as I told you, with giving you all these tips with relative strength index. Now is the time for pickups. The main big stocks, they had their run. Now all the second ones and the third ones follow uh, and I want to be in it. I made such insane gains when I started stock trading using this strategy and I will slowly get you into this as well and using relative strength index is such an easy tool just have to make sure the following thing make sure it's a liquidity company uh, and make sure that there is support below these are the two absolutely uh, things that you have to follow the third thing is make sure that there is not too much resistance above because that will make for a slow ride. You typically want uh, these gaps where there is no resistance and you can calculate is it 5%, is it 10% and uh, Pinterest was such a case absolutely uh, good easy easy tool i think now is a good time to do all these positive trades and if you are the aggressive type and most of you are you want to be in penny stocks with possible uh, insane upturn 100 200 300 percent you can use the same strategy it works but with much higher risk and the bridge means that uh, now the trading the portfolio that we've been following is coming to an end. I will summarize it. I will give you all the top trades. You will have all the numbers, but we will move into uh, the new one, which will be a little bit more aggressive. And among these things is the trading good. So uh, I put uh, up on the screen, you will see uh, just how it looks like. Now, uh, this is on the web page, web page getagraph.com, which was the original web page, which I started so many years ago. I took it away uh, and uh, went to Vilnius, Lithuania, building up stockinvest.us, but I brought back a new version of Getagraph. And this is just my playground. It's just a a place where I play with IDs, Uh, but there you will find many interesting tools. You can, for instance, find um, candlesticks. You can see which companies uh, that uh, will give you 
uh, that has uh, different boy signals from candlesticks you can see here that apple currently has a boy stick from the dojo uh, etc you can uh, watch the same thing with meta and apple currently has uh, buy and sell signals from from different candlesticks but uh, back to the boot now uh, i will make uh, i will make uh, this available on the page so, so now if you go to the page getagraph.com you will not be able to find it but i will make a link for it i just called it mega shark uh, trailer so far but where you can get a link to it so just uh, to give you an idea what I'm doing. So I generate uh, signals, always been doing that, always playing, finding these super signals, these signals that really do good. And if you have been using TradingView or you have been using any other type uh, of software, uh, you will find that there is tons of signals. There is momentum indicators, mockout, uh, all sorts of things uh, which you can use. And I've been playing around with these things uh, now actually for uh getting close to 30 years believe it or not 30 years i've been playing around with all these things trying to understand them trying to uh find what really works what kind of combinations do you want i created uh, a big uh, database which i run uh, and uh, currently i only run it on minute ticks the reason for this is that I am not a programmer i'm self-teach i can do uh, quite much with what i know but I am not a programmer. Uh, that caused uh, my very first page uh, to crash. It became too popular and then it crashed because uh, error logs were building up, couldn't handle the traffic. Uh, and I, as I said, I'm not a professional uh, programmer, but I know my way around programming. So uh, to be able to deal this, what I currently have built it is in minute ticks because I do analyze more than 4,000 stocks every single minute generating signals uh, as we fly and I, think I intend to increase this to 8,000. All these calculations, they have to happen at the speed of light uh, and uh, to achieve that you have to go up a huge level. Uh, to do this with real-time data you have to go up to a level way above me. We are talking GPU, GPU calculations, we are talking uh, so many things. Now if you go to TradingView and you add your uh, ticker and it follows, it will follow only Apple. But as I said, I want to do all stocks because in my opinion, among uh, currently doing 4,000 stocks, among these there are some that are doing very good and that is the database which I'm building ticking every single minute and I can track the historic of all these 4,000 stocks, how they are doing. And by that, I can easily print out a list which stocks have yielded the best uh, gains using that signal, that signal, that signal. And uh, that by itself is uh, indeed, indeed a good uh, tool. Because if you do understand signal trading, and one of the users, I think, commented that he uh, look forward to hear more about uh, signals, etc. Now, if you do understand signal trading, you will understand that every stock is individual. Some stocks do very good on the relative strength index. Some do not. Some do very, very well with inside trend lines, meaning that they are very, very stuck to the trend line. When you get to the top, you can almost more or less say by 100% that they will fall down. They behave 
in certain ways. Some don't care about trend lines, typical penny stocks, etc. They move in and out of trend lines just as they want. While some stocks like Apple, Microsoft have a stronger tendency to behave within the trend line. If you use the mockout, uh, if you use pivot points, whatever sort of signal uh, or indicator you use, stocks behave very individual. So being able to track all stocks and see which signal worked the best for which stock was almost my goal, uh, always my goal. And I'm slowly, slowly getting there. So the next part was, of course, trying to test this uh, into the real deal by putting it up uh, with an actual auto boot trader. As I told you, I, I don't want uh, to be stuck. First, I tested it manually, did uh, many trades was very very happy with the results and continue then to tick it to the boot what we do have to understand that uh, this is beta it's prototype building when i am very very happy with what i see i will hand it over to professional programmers to develop every aspect of it to make it as it should be anyway uh, welcome to mega shark uh, trader. So if you are watching on YouTube uh, or the video version on Spotify, you will at the screen see the, I will change the language because you can change language to whatever language. Uh, I think I have seven languages and uh, now let's do it in English. So here is the admin panel uh, and you can see that I'm connected to Alpaca uh, is uh, the, the trading application. Uh, which I do and uh, I will not disconnect but it's as easy you just copy two lines of API codes which you get uh, at Alpaca you insert it and then just click activate auto trading and it will be followed so you see these two green that just means that I am online I am activated the system will trade you will see uh, the balance and uh, here uh, this is just now it's trading on paper money it's using all real values but it's trading money during the week i will flip it to actual money because it was a testing period you uh, set it or i made it so you set the limit that you want to trade for because you hear me in this podcast series now i think that you should reduce your risk now i think you can increase your risk so one of the things that you want to do is decide how much money do you want to have active for trading this month you may have uh, 10 times more on your actual trading account but the system will only trade as much as you set it allow to trade so because i want to balance uh, this week and eventually uh, this will uh, also have an automatic option where you can uh, just let the system by default choose how it diversifies you can read tons of books about this is very very much about this risk management things how you manage your risk and uh, this is just showing the practical way how i always done it when i say i want to increase the risk so i increase the amount of money that i put into the market uh, below you have uh, currently you see I'm testing on Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, Nvidia and Lucid and I allow the system to trade with $2,000 in each of them. And as I promised you for the upcoming series of this podcast I will have a trading portfolio 
uh, and we can agree on the limit back back in the old days when i started my uh, journey into trading i started with 450 dollars some, somewhere around there made it my way uh, to nice figures i always wanted to see if i could repeat that that will not just be following the trading boot the trading boot will be a separate thing but i will make a portfolio where i will use the strategy which i use them because i think as i said the markets is at a place where that strategy may very well work so that is the upcoming series it will come i will have a little holidays uh moving forward uh but for the fall that will be the new trade tips but we will follow this um trade boot see how it does because uh, i still need to squeeze out many many small things to improve it so as I told you, I do create tons of signals. Here I put in the stocks. Now the system checks the stocks. Is there any signal generated? If it's a buy signal generated, it flips and go and buy the stock. And uh, simple testing, just showing you the testing panel. Uh, so here you can see the trades currently on Friday. It bought uh, or kept open Apple, Microsoft, Nvidia, Tesla, all of them were bought uh, early on. And uh, uh, we will see how that will turn out today. There was uh, several trades done in Microsoft uh, and uh, Apple during the day. Uh, so it absolutely, absolutely, we will uh, see how it will perform today. But so far, it is way up in profit. I've been testing it uh, three, four times and the yield is very good uh, indeed. Profit loss so far today because some of these stocks they ha already have pre-trade open is at a loss at $78 so far today but it's pre-trading and we'll see during the day I guess some of these stocks might be traded two three times. Now uh, down the uh, page you will have more information I just show you quickly uh, uh, what it is uh, and I'm currently as I said developing this more Microsoft uh, been uh, since I reset the portfolio I reset the portfolio uh, last week I think it was Thursday or something so it was only open Friday or something like that so Microsoft for instance uh, has had a profit loss of $25 it's been the money has been spent two days in average it's been 156 minutes but because that is uh, due to the week now i tried bitcoin as well on one of these signals but bitcoin uh, and that is <laughs> cost me a 62 dollar loss bitcoin it was not suitable uh, for that signal at all all of these are running on the same signal and that signal is based on the relative strength index with a few conditions and i will get back to that so here it is it is live trading today it will tick by itself uh, i will see how it goes and next week i will give you even more insight into this i will make a link on getagraph.com where you can click and you can see uh, my uh, you can have an overview uh, over how my settings are doing there is a few other users allowed uh, which i have allowed uh, to try it on paper money but you will not see theirs but you will see mine 
it will be uh, buggy sometimes so if uh, there is some errors or you see some errors uh, while browsing uh, don't panic it is just me squeezing out some bugs hopefully hopefully i will have this one project fully uh, uh, running in uh, the better part of a month but already this week i will put in live money a very interesting and here comes the little twist when market was doing very very bad this performed very well to me it's not a surprise because it uses some very general rules uh, about greed and fear and that was the very first uh, podcast episode in this trading series the number one podcast was named greed and fear uses the same basic principle so this became an insane long podcast 48 minutes way way above where it should be but it's a bridge we are coming in uh, to new times i hope uh, that you at least found some parts of the podcast interesting and i really really hope that you will put uh, a lot of green in to your portfolio uh, during the week and if you're back next week uh, that you had more money uh, that you have more money than you had this week anyway best of luck uh, on this week and uh, your trading and uh, hopefully i will see you back in a week bye welcome to stockinvest.us stock analysis we remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities you should not base your investment decision upon stockinvest.us by using the information you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions.